Has a friend tried to call you in the middle of the night? And you probably got excited because you think he or she is spilling some tea. And when you answer the call, it turns out that he or she is actually breaking down and you don't know what to do or say. Well, this podcast is for you, me, and everyone else who doesn't have a clue on how to live this human life on this confusing planet i'm Chez, your host for the how do you even human podcast and i chose the topic for today's episode which is how to physically or digitally comfort someone and how not to because it's very timely for the recent situation you know with the social distancing we don't have physical connection with each other We're only limited to digital platforms. And there's a lot of burnout from online school or work. We're maybe maybe seeing people significant to us getting sick or worse, passing away. And the government, period. And now more than ever, everyone, and I mean everyone, needs that sense of comfort community and support from one another and it's very timely because we never know if a friend will call us in the middle of the night and they want to share a problem their problem with us i am not a psychologist i do not claim to be i'm also not studying for a psychology degree however if you do need a therapist or a psychiatrist there are a lot in in there are a lot of organizations that are offering free mental health services for example in the Philippines mental health ph you can just message them on their facebook page and then they can hit you up with a therapist and possibly you can schedule an appointment with them and i also made sure that I did my research so that I tell you the right thing and you don't end up saying the wrong thing when it comes to comforting people. And actually, comforting people, it's a skill. It's a skill that you build over the years. And luckily, it's a, bil- it's a skill that I built over the years. And it's because I had a friend and... She always needed me for her problems and luckily enough, I was mentally and emotionally stable enough to help her with it. I also made sure that I was saying the right thing to her. And at that time, mental health awareness was a prevalent issue. So thank God that there were a lot of FB posts and initiatives from organizations on telling people what to do or what not to do when it comes to people who are sad or who are hurting or who are crying or people who just need your comfort. So over the years, I discovered a process, a step-by-step process on how to comfort people and several do's and don'ts when you're doing so. And I'm going to share it to you and I contextualize it to the digital platform because unfortunately that's the only way we can connect with each other at the moment and you can tailor these steps 
when it comes to your own situation, when it comes to the person you're comforting. And at the end, I'm going to tell you my process on comforting myself because sometimes, especially in this pandemic, we only have ourselves and people aren't there to comfort us. And it's not something that you can blame them for. So I'm going to share that at the end. And I can summarize the whole process of comforting someone into building trust, listening, validating, and checking in. And now to break it down for you, the first step, and this is the most overlooked but super important step, and that is to assess your own emotional capacity. Because if you don't, it might be worse for you and the person you're comforting because you might be negatively affected by it and you might say the wrong things and the person will feel like you they burdened you with that um, negative energy and it will make them feel bad. So do yourselves, do both of yourselves a favor and assess your own emotional capacity first. You have to be ready for that emotional baggage because you need to be that pillar of stability and positivity not toxic positivity though for that person and if you're not available at the moment the person will understand if they are your friend and they are a nice person if they end up telling you oh you won't listen to me wow you're not there for me okay you're such a bad friend oh you don't care for me anymore that is toxic and manipulative behavior and the person is not your real friend if they say that to you more often than not mental health problems will not be a justification will not be justification for being a mean person right and if you can at the moment tell them that you still care about them but you can't help them at the moment or right now because of something that you're going through I'm sure they will understand. And I overlooked the step during the pandemic because I thought I was mentally and emotionally stable enough to be be told someone's problems, my best friend, and then he or she told them to me. And then I was negatively affected by it that I also broke down and cried. And it just made the whole situation worse. So please don't make the same mistake that I did and assess your own emotional capacity first. The next step that you have to do is to assess the situation. Assess the problem, assess the person. Because there are several factors on how you approach someone. One factor is how close you are. If you're... If you're the appropriate person to comfort that person or if what you say or what you do is appropriate to that situation, there might be another person or you. I think you need to build that trust first before actually comforting that person. Another is their stress level. Are they super emotionally stable that they can't be they can't be talked to or are they stable enough to rationalize about this situation because it will change with how you approach the the situation next is what is the problem you have to you have to assess if the problem is grave if it's if it has such a strong effect on that person 
because you ultimately need to be careful of what you say maybe you say the wrong thing it and the person is negatively affected by it and it just makes the situation worse and lastly you need to assess your involvement if maybe you're on the other side of the situation and you interpret the situation differently because you are involved in it maybe you might say the wrong things or if you are involved with it you can use that to your advantage on reaching to that person and helping that person even more another is to know your knowledge about the situation how much do you know about it and another important factor and this is the last factor that i will be telling you is your values your biases maybe your let's give an example maybe that person that you're comforting has a problem when it comes to their identity as an lgbt person and you you're someone who thinks traditionally and you have religious values that don't that don't coincide with that person's problem so you might say the wrong thing and you might make it worse so please assess your own values and biases first the next step is when you've assessed yourself and the situation is to build trust you have that to have sh- you have to show that care and solidarity for that person you s- you can say i'm here for you i'm here to listen you can you can open up to me i won't judge you have to build that trust and commit to it and ultimately you also have to ask them if they can open up because if you do if they don't then maybe they're not ready and don't be pushy about it because if you do or if you are pushy about it you're just there for the sake of knowing the problem and not to help that person and that's such a selfish selfish thing to do and what you can do is to tell them tell them what you know about the situation hey um i heard that your mother has been sick from the pandem- from the virus um how can i help you how are you feeling about it to help them rationalize and process process the situation ultimately you have to build trust and commit to it that's all i can say first before the person o- opens up to you and now if you build that trust the next step that you can do is to give them the support and assurance that they need let them cry let them vent let them rant let them express whatever emotion that they're building up inside of them because they need to release that tension to get the negative energy out don't interrupt them when they're when they're ranting don't don't tell them that it's it's a sign of weakness because it's not everyone needs to release their negative emotions and they have to accept it in order to process it ultimately have to give space and time for that person if they become silent all of a sudden and they don't know what to say it's fine just show that you're there for them also i think this the most important within this step is to be an active listener you know that tiktok where that person is super into the into the conversation and they're saying yes exactly right of course absolutely absolutely be that person and you can show that through your words 
to your body language and if ever that per- if ever you're not physically with that person you can just look at look at them at the screen and just show all your focus to them don't get distracted and start posting other stuff or you get or you start texting other people you have to make sure that you're there for them and your focus you your focus is to them and you want to really listen and understand them next is to another within the step is to ask open-ended questions because it helps that person process their emotions and please don't play detective and be all personal and specific about it because that person will be defensive about it if you do so just be so just say short open-ended questions that will help the person process the situation process their feelings accept it and make sense of the situation and if they do self-depreciate just tell them hey i don't think about that i don't think about that of you and please don't make them feel guilty of self-depreciating ultimately at this at this step you don't have to rush to the solutions don't be mr or or miss fix you you have to let them release everything that they've been building up first and if they do process and release everything now is the time to validate their feelings tell them it's okay to feel that way and that they shouldn't be guilty of feeling that way several don'ts when it comes to this step is one don't overreact be calm about it be that pillar of stability as i said don't do pos- toxic positivity please another is to not downplay their emotions and say it's not like them don't say oh my gosh you're not like this you you don't react like this to this situation why are you feeling like that because ultimately you don't know the whole story and they might be actually um gravely affected by it and don't say empty platitudes like oh everything happens for a reason or only only god only gives you what you can handle because they probably thought of that already and at the moment they really can't handle the situation so need to be that that figure of support for them and please be on their side and don't play devil's advocate you're making if you play devil's advocate which is a common mistake that i've seen people do you're making that person feel guilty about reacting to that situation and you don't want to do that instead what you should do is to criticize their critics first and rational and realistic thought can go later for example if someone says oh my gosh my boyfriend broke up with me during the pandemic what you can say is oh i'll i'll say first what you should not say what you should not say is well what happened what did you do did you try to stop him did you actually try to communicate with him please don't do that what you should do is to say maybe that person is actually a douchebag and you can say oh you know i never liked that person anyway oh i never liked him i never liked him anyway he deserves he deserves that you don't deserve him girl you don't 
It's just making that person feel like it's okay to feel whatever negative emotions that they've been feeling regarding the situation. And please don't make it about you. Don't say, I told you so. Don't be like, hey, um, you know, I had it worse. Please don't. Or say that, oh, I told you so. Because ultimately, all the don'ts that I've just told you is to just don't make them feel guilty. Because it's okay to be sad. We don't, we can't always be happy in life. There will be down moments. And you have to, you have to assure that person that it's okay to feel that way. What you can do is if you're physically with them, hug them. Because physical affection, if it's appropriate, can actually do wonders. And if you can't, you can instead of, for example, you're only communicating through digital platforms. What you can say instead of saying, hey, sending virtual hugs because it's cliche. I know it's cute, but it's kind of cliche. What you can do is say, hey, I know I can't be there right now physically, but know that if I were there with you, if I were there with you, I would hug you. You know that, right? I think that's more, aw, right? <laughs> and... Another thing in order to validate their feelings by making them feel that you understand and understand and you made sense of the situation is to restate and reflect on what they told you. Oprah does this really well. That's why most of her guests cry on their show. What what she does is she summarizes or paraphrases everything that everything that the person just told them so if you did have this lesson of summarizing and paraphrasing in your english paraphrasing on your english class this is the time to do it yes and now if you if you've already validated their feelings of course this can take days the whole process of venting and validating and listening what you can do now is if they processed already their emotions and you validated them for it is to lead them to their own solutions. Most often, most of the time, people know what what they should do. It's just that they can't accept it. So you have to help that person rationalize that situation and accept what they need to do. You can ask questions like, so what are you going to do now? Um, can you do something about it? What are your next steps from now on? to ultimately lead them to their own rational thought and to their own solutions to their problem. And it's, it is a better feeling if that person did think of a solution on their own. And now you can just repeat this whole process. It, it, it might not take overnight. It can, but most often than not, if the situation is really big and deep it won't happen overnight but if uh, they have already processed and uh, and thought of their own solutions now you can offer your own advice now you can offer your own solutions and you have to assess it because with regards to step two you have to there are different factors if whether your advice is appropriate or if it will actually help the if it will actually help the pro- the person with their problem and if they say no if you ask them if they want advice 
don't offer it. Unless it's a life or death situation, of course. And if you can, offer your own help because you'll make that person feel like they're not alone with their journey of helping themselves. And if you are a Christian and this is and you weren't able to I don't know, assess your own values and biases and you say, Hey, just pray and it will all go away. That is not the correct response to say because you're you're making if especially if that if that person isn't doesn't believe in God, you'll make that person feel helpless about that the situation and I'm a Catholic and what I think is a better response if you want to involve prayers is to say, hey, I'll pray for you because ultimately you're making that person feel that they're not alone and they're actually getting help. You're actually getting help from God to help them. Isn't that more? For me, that's more, much more powerful. And now in this situation of giving your own advice now you can be more real you can be more realistic about it especially if the person already rationalized because of course you want to make sure that they're on the right path and you're actually helping them with their problem and now is the time also to bring up therapy therapy is a very brave thing to do because you're doing yourself a favor by by giving yourself the right intervention for your problem and you don't have to be pushy about it because the person might be defensive about going to therapy. Because if a person wants to go to therapy and you tell them about it, they will. People want to help themselves. People will want to heal. And if it's appropriate, say, I love you. I think we've romanticized the definition of I love you too much. And just saying it to a friend platonically makes them feel like they're loved for, they're cared for, and that they're not alone in this confusing world. (laughs) And now if you've done this whole process of validating, listening, and giving your advice, ask them if they want to go further and be there for them and suggest a shift and topic if they've already processed it they they don't need to overthink about it anymore and they don't need to dwell on it so you can just talk about something happier tell a joke an appropriate joke okay and offer food food is the language of love of course and well, generally for most people. And I know, just fo- food just makes everyone happier. Especially ice cream. Such, such, It's such a great food after crying, right? And, you know, you can ask them about something happy. Something they've been working on that they're really passionate about. They'll end up being happy about it. Because if someone's passionate about something, they're really like oh my gosh, I, I've been doing this, and they'll feel, they'll, they'll feel really excited about it, and it will shift the mood. And after a few weeks, if they've dealt with a problem, if they processed everything already, you should check in with them again. 
because you make them feel like they're not alone in their journey of helping themselves and you're just just being there for them in the long run makes you a really really good person not just a good friend but a really good person so that's all the all the steps that i can give to you of course you can tailor it regarding your own situation and now if ever there isn't a person to help you with your own problems especially now during the pandemic i think everyone's mental health is um suffering more or less and if you are mentally or emotionally stable enough what you can do to comfort yourself and this is what i do i first think about the situation realistically for what it is just just processing everything at first oh my gosh my dad just sneezed but okay and next is to let myself cry let let yourself vent everything just to release everything you you shouldn't keep it inside of you so just let you just cry till your heart's content lock yourself in a room and just vent so that you give yourself that release that you need and next is to validate your own feelings and tell yourself it's okay to cry it's okay to be sad you know what i accept that i'm sad because life isn't always unicorns and rainbows so yeah and then if i already released everything and i processed everything usually i write or record everything and then i look through it again and i was like oh so that's what i'm feeling and then i'm able to process it now you can lead yourself to your own solutions ask yourself those open-ended questions now you can think about it you can ask yourself okay what am i gonna do can i do anything about it should i dwell on these problems just questions to rationalize with the situation and then after that when you've already thought of your own solutions you can ask help from others what to do you know you don't have to be alone with it and do something else after you don't have to dwell on it you can do something that you love do something that you're passionate about so everything is done that's how i self-comfort and I do this because I am mentally and emotionally stable enough to do it. And if you have a friend that can't do this and they need your help, please reach out to them because everyone needs that sense of community and support right now. At the end of the day, when someone needs someone to comfort them, they just need someone to listen. They don't need um they don't need a devil's advocate sorry they don't need a detective they don't need a problem solver they need someone to listen and understand them the bottom line is that to be a better person you have to be sensitive and empathetic to the people around you whether it's your friend a family member a loved one or a stranger that just needs your comfort. Be there for them when you can. 
This is the How Do You Even Human podcast and we will be chatting again in the next episode. Bye-bye, whatever.